Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep Hey guys, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I am your host, Krista Ritma, and I'm really excited for this episode today. Full transparency, I have not met Brandy before until this recording, and when I saw her amazing business and ecosystem and offerings come across my desk, it was just like a full body yes to get her on the pod So Brandy is a happiness and intuitive coach who currently spends her time guiding others in the pursuit of happiness. She has extensive experience working with high achieving female entrepreneurs, helping them align with financial success while staying true to their values and purpose. While they might initially come to her to scale their business and make more money, they leave with a deeper sense of fulfillment within their lives on a holistic level. After hearing that, you can obviously understand why this was such a resounding yes for me. I cannot wait to meet you and connect today. Thank you for being here. Krista, thank you so much for having me. And that's just like such a warm hug to start with that it was a full body yes. I love that. Yeah. You know, I've gotten really picky about the podcast. It feels like such a sacred space. And I'm really tuned in to our listeners and to this amazing community. It's like my favorite way to connect with my community. And so I feel really protective of their time. And so it's not really about my time. It's about their time and wanting to bring something that I know will light me up and will light them up. And so energetically, it's a yes. And so I have so much I'm excited to ask you about and so many questions to unpack just from that bio. But before we dive any deeper, I'd love for you to share any context about yourself, about your journey, how you're doing today, anything that feels important to share before we jump in. Oh, thank you. Thank you again so much for having me. Just a little background on me. I spent 20 years in corporate America and I ran sales teams for medical device companies. And prior to that, I went to kind of tier one institutions for college and grad school. I was an all-American athlete, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I just had this like life that was pretty full of high achievement, right? Lots of highs. And I was raised by my amazing parents to believe that that was it. Like if you achieved all of those things, checked all of those boxes, it would really translate to this kind of like full and complete joyful life where like nothing was missing. And I still found myself, right? Like always 
worried about the next accomplishment, always like focused on kind of the future, not even like enjoying and loving the present moment. And it just felt like a full, like, what have you done for me lately? But it was like me doing it to myself. It wasn't even like outside of me. Right. And so uh, that brought me to the work that you just introduced, right? Like I just transitioned from realizing that that wasn't what life was about. Right. And that all of those things weren't actually going to make me happy that I had to like have that as an internal focus on my own. And that from that space, like success would flow even more easily. And so that's when I made the transition to doing this work. And I love it. Mm, Thank you for sharing. I feel like you're speaking to me. (laughs) The high achievement. I want to talk about that because it's something that has come up for me recently in therapy And my therapist talks about the high achiever and sort of like symptoms or, you know, (laughs) other behaviors that go alongside, you know, that high achievement mentality. And in addition to being exhausted by it, it also sort of feels to me sometimes like there's no other way. And so I would love for you to share from your own story how you personally actually like embodied and made that transition because we can know one thing, but embodying and like walking the talk and actually making these changes in our lives is like a much deeper thing. And I have been finding as I really intentionally try to slow down and, you know, find those moments and create that joy, it's really uncomfortable because I'm so used to being in this like completely other, like energetic way of just being. And so in many ways, it feels like I'm going against like my own, like what I naturally am because for so long I have been this like naturally high achieving, high productivity, high stress, high risk, high reward. But I know there's another one. Yeah. Right. But see, that's like an identity that you created, right? And you created it and you embodied it and you loved it and it served you. And the more it served you, the more you chased it. And the reason like what I said resonated with you is because so many of us are doing this very thing, right? And and then not only that, but then so many other people look at us and they're like, oh, I want some of that. And then you're like, oh, like, this is where it's at. Like other people want to be here. I'm here. And so it's like this self-perpetuating, but also like perpetuated culturally and by so many individuals. And so we get on this kind of hamster wheel and we don't think that we can get out. And so a couple of things that I offer to people, one, like the dreams and the drive that you have, they are yours and they are meant for you and you are meant to align with them. The only thing we're changing is how you're going to align to it. Right. And so I, for so long, I say to people all the time, I've been obsessed with human potential since I was a little girl. I've always studied it and read about it and wondered about it. But to your point, I hadn't really embodied it. And one of the main reasons I didn't embody it is because I felt like, oh, well, if I start meditating and doing yoga and doing these things, and I'm going to be like this woman who sits at home in robes, (laughs) who has like no money (laughs) because her home is in (laughs) like, you know, India. And I just sit there and pray all day. And, and so I just thought that I couldn't be me in terms of like 
my dreams and drive and also basically be at peace and happy. So I just felt like I had to choose. And and so what I offer to people, it's not either or, right? Like my dreams are mine because I believe in God, but my higher self, divine, you know, consciousness gave me those dreams. I just didn't have the right path to get there. And so what happened was honestly that I had a child. (laughs) And so I had a son and I read a book that basically said, everything that you want for him, you have to be yourself. And I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) Like I'm really good at teaching, right? Like I had led teams of hundreds of people, hundreds of millions of dollars. I was very good at directing and delegating. And I was just going to like raise this little human to be like a productive, happy, like giving kind being like, this is what I wanted, right? Like even I go back to like the first little thing I wrote for his first nanny of what I wanted him to be, right? It was all of these things. But when I read that book and it said like, you've got to be them yourself. I was like, whoa, I wasn't really expecting that as an answer. I was looking for the blueprint (laughs) that I just like implement and go. And so when I read that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And so I just took a step back and I was like, you have done so much studying and research that you are ready for this moment. And you've got to like jump in because I did not want to raise a human who thought that achievement was the most important thing in the world. And so I will forever be grateful to him because he helped me like be a better version of myself. That is so beautiful. And I am recently a new mom. And so my baby's about to be 10 months old. And somebody said something very similar to me. And that was the lesson that you are here to learn is the lesson that you're here to teach your child. And I know the lesson I am here to learn is how to relax. And I still don't really know how but I know it's my lesson and I'm having conversations like this. And I think I'm in this incredible transition right now, which I know you can relate to being a mom where my old life is gone. I don't know what the future holds or who I am, or it's like, I'm starting over in many ways in like who I want to be as a mom. And that person is not who I am necessarily in business or in life or how I talk to myself and all those things. And so I've just become so hyper aware of my own practices and like my own being and how my energy is around her. And that's why I was so drawn to what you're teaching and what you're sharing, because I've actually never even, you know, talked to a happiness coach. I don't even really know what that means. So I would love for you to just share, like, what does that mean? Yeah. I do want to say two things based on what you said, because you said it's just a conversation. I do invite you to just consider, right, that you are that person, right? Like everything you want to be is actually in you already. And like, all that other stuff is stuff that we've taken on that isn't us. And then when you release it, like you will be and you will see that everything is already in you. Like we don't actually have to learn to be anything. We unlearn the conditioning that we've brought in over time. And it's more like a remembering. It's a remembering, <laughs> right? And then I, the last thing I'll invite you is just this idea 
I actually never let my clients say they don't know. We do know. We know everything. We're so powerful. All the answers are in us. And so when we even just speak into the universe that we don't know, we release our power, right? And so it's just that I haven't connected with, but I know I know. Like it is in you. Like all those answers are right there. And they're just like waiting for you to be curious and to open up to it. So we're so powerful and we're so knowing. And if you just start every day reminding yourself of that, like the answers come faster and faster and faster. And that's what I love about this work. I love that reframe. First of all, I think this podcast for me is like, it's always so timely. I speak to it like it's medicine. It always comes at the right time. And I have these little micro shifts, these little reframes from each guest. And like, that is so for me, I keep saying or feeling like what comes naturally is like the high productivity, high achieving, and I have to learn how to slow down. But like to reframe that into I already know, and it's like I have to unlearn all of this other stuff actually makes me feel, you know, a big exhale. Yeah, right. That's much less daunting. And it's also just true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think speaking of the word daunting, like seeking happiness. Yes. I think you know, I have a deep spiritual practice and I have a lot of just noise in my head about even that word. So I, that's what I want to unpack first is, is what is the happiness coach and why that word? And I have more questions around your methodology around what you teach, but I just want to get a blanket. Like, Yeah, let's start there um, so we can be on the same page. So I used to approach this work, like from a very complex perspective, like, let's talk about consciousness. Let's talk about like, and so I had all of these words and things that I used. And literally one day I was like, I spend so much time explaining it that we don't sometimes get to the work. And so I've really tried to simplify it. I've tried to make like what is so complex, these kind of universal laws of how the universe works and just really simplify it. So why I call myself a happiness coach is because not because we should just focus all of our energy on being happy, because that's like not really realistic. But it's this idea that we all have a happiness set point, right? And it's our equilibrium. It's where we go back to. And over time, we do want to raise our happiness set point, because what has happened is that we, as a society, have kind of agreed that these dense emotions of like fear, worry, angst, and shame are normal and that we can go through life like really experiencing them much more consistently than we experience these kind of highs of happiness and joy and peace. And we've even replaced, in my opinion, excitement as happiness. So like you have this goal and you reach the goal and you'll tell me you're happy, but you're really just excited. And then it's fleeting and you kind of like move on to the next thing. And so I have two things. Like one, we have to reshift the paradigm. The majority of our life is actually meant to be spent in these really high vibration emotions of happiness, joy, and love and peace, right? And the purpose of those other emotions, because we're all going to have every single emotion we're meant to, but the purpose of those more dense emotions is to tell you that something's off kilter, right? It's just like pain in the body. You wouldn't expect to have pain in your body all the time. Pain comes to tell you that you've done something wrong. You may have stepped inappropriately. 
may, it could be even bigger than that. And you need to see a doctor, right? But that pain is a signal. And those dense emotions are a signal. And we're not meant to live in them consistently. But we've come to accept that it's okay to worry, 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 worry if I'll ever get married and then get married and then worry, worry, worry if I'll be able to have a kid and then have a kid and then worry, worry, worry if my kid's going to grow up and be a productive human. And we think that that cycle is normal. And because we think it, then we perpetuate it throughout society. And now we have like a collective consciousness where we've shifted. And so my goal is just to get people to refocus that the majority of your life should be in these really happy energy. And that those other emotions are just lessons. And they're come to give you a message. They've come to give you a lesson. And when you learn it, you should shift back. And so if you focus and think about life in that way, you're going to find that life is easier. You're going to find that you flow more easily. All the time and energy that you spent on achieving a goal, you won't need that because you're going to be so dialed in to your intuition. You're going to be in such a good place. There's not going to be any kind of static in your system that you're going to start to see, oh, life actually gets to be much more easy. And so the work I do is about clearing things, reframing how we think about happiness, teaching people to believe that they deserve to be happy. And then there's so much science that says that from that place, productivity, success, achievement just comes much more easily. Wow. I think this is so powerful what you're saying. And how you think about happiness. And I want to take that even deeper before we go into my favorite topic, which is money. But I want you to share a little bit more about how you view happiness as a goal versus an outcome. I think that's really interesting and was a little micro shift when I read that. And I'd love to just unpack that a little bit deeper and how you work with your clients into shifting people into that because I haven't heard of it that way. For me, it's always, you know, you're focused on the outcome. That's one thing. But the second thing that I wanted to say as you were speaking, you know, I just feel like those feelings of shame and guilt and disassociation and isolation, it just becomes so normal. And even when I speak to like spiritual teachers about it or, like there's also a whole spiritual sort of element or energy present, which is constantly being, for me anyway, in my face, which is like the meaning of life is suffering and to learn how to suffer well. And then hearing you say that we deserve to be happy and that that's what you're teaching, it just feels like a radical, <laughs> you know, thing to say, which is crazy. And so how do you actually help people like once we make that shift and going back to my question, like refocus or reprioritize on the goal? Because I love goals. And so <laughs> tell me more about this. Yes, all my clients are goal oriented. So it's a helpful paradigm for them to shift, right? About goals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, firstly, what I'll say is regardless of the sentiment, you'll have someone with an opposing sentiment, right? And not like opposition, like fighting, right? So like, I'll say like happiness is the purpose. Someone will say suffering. I will stipulate that you're going to be drawn to whichever one kind of aligns with who you are, right? Like, so, <laughs> right. So if you're like, if you're suffering through life, 
it sounds good for someone to come and tell you that this is the purpose. You were like, I am in my, like, I'm doing what I'm meant to do. I'm living my <laughs> And I'm doing it I'm well. Like, I well. am, like, knocking it out the park, you know? Because yeah. you're like, hey, so it really resonates with you. But I always offer to people, like, like take a step back. I mean, I just cannot believe, right, like, that the universe brought me here just like to suffer. Right now I I am totally (laughs) right. And so, but the opposite of that, and I always share with people is this isn't toxic positivity. Like you are not going to get through life without kind of some of those heavy moments, right? Like you're going to lose people close to you. You're going to have, you know, colds or a you know, whatever along the path, right? You may not get a job that you want. All of these things come and they're going to be heavy for you and they may be very heavy. And so, and you have to learn to navigate that. When you raise your happiness set point though, you're going to bounce back much more quickly, right? So if you're already living in fear and shame and anxiety constantly, and then something bad happens to you, it just pulls you down much more quickly because you are already like kind of in it and like feeling like the world is closing in on you. And so that's why I think like, yes, there will always be two sides of the coin, but but what we're attracted to, it's because kind of where we're coming from. So let's talk about the next thing. Why is happiness a goal? Like, And we're going to talk about this when we get to money too, right? Because people, we make goals thinking they will give us something. And so I always want to get to the root cause, right? Like if you want peace, right? If you want security, don't tell me that you're coming to me to coach you around having more money because it will give you security. Or don't tell me that you want a promotion because it will make you happier. Like the goal is the goal, right? Like if you want more money just because you want money, I will coach you on money all day long right? But it's just like, and I'm not a big like manifestation person, but it's just like when you're trying to manifest something, right? You think of it from the perspective of like, this is actually what I want to achieve. You don't tell the universe how to give it to you, right? So if you're like, hey, I want to manifest a house, you're not like, I'd like, you know, XYZ percent loan from Q bank and I'd like it to close on, you know, you're just like, Hey, I like, this is like my dream of my house and I'd love to have it. And then you let the universe orchestrate how it brings it to you. And so it's the same thing. What we do is we actually want money because we think it's going to give us something or we want something because we think it's going to make us happy. But all you need to do instead is focus on doing the work to be happier and then realize that money will come because it's a resource and then realize that you will actually more easily get the job promotion that you want. Your startup or your you know entrepreneurial endeavor is going to blossom much more easily when you have this higher level of consciousness, which we call happiness. That's such a beautiful reframe. And I think that's such an important thing to name because I, for a while, really put all my suffering eggs in the money basket. Like, this is why I am unhappy. When I pay off the business credit card, I will be happy. And that was like, I was really holding to that story. And so my therapist, who's really funny, she also has never looked me up online and has never 
looked at my digital presence. And I talk about her on this podcast all the time and it's just such a safe space. Anyway, she was like recently, because I did pay off the business debt. And she said to me, you know, I'm really curious to see where our anxiety goes once that debt is paid off, because I'm not sure I believe that that's really going to be the solution here. And of course not. It's stability. It's safety. It's the feeling of safety that I'm after. And so I think being able to name something for me anyway is like the first step in really healing it. I also believe financial success and abundance, like we talk about these pillars of happiness and is it financial success that is a pillar of my happiness or is it the feeling of safety or security, you know, and money is a tool that allows me to feel safer and to feel like I can exhale and relax in my nervous system a little bit more. But that has been such a powerful reframe for me, especially as an entrepreneur, because I think I'm your dream client in many ways. (laughs) There's just a lot to unpack here and nothing's off limits on this podcast. I like to talk about everything, but specifically how you help female entrepreneurs align with financial success. Because I do think if I were to really get quiet and think about it, both things matter to me. I think safety and stability, but also financial success and what that means for me in my life. And again, there's more depth there. It's not just about the money. It's about the life I want to provide for myself, for my family. And of course, there's my ego that, you know, has a say. And so I would love to hear how you guide people like me a little bit deeper into this process around happiness versus like this goal of success, because you were me (laughs) at one point and you were doing this and you were in the grind. And I feel like you've broken free from the matrix. And so talk to me a little bit about specifically within the business, the entrepreneurship. I was just talking to a friend right before this about how we as entrepreneurs like hit all of these different growth edges. And it's, it's, for me, it's been the most spiritual journey of my life, entrepreneurship. And I thank God for my spiritual practice every day. I don't want to (laughs) know how I would be without that like grounding cord, but it gets loud out there and the comparison is loud. And I see my clients winning and I see, you know, all of this money and talk of money and talk of success. And how do we start to reframe there as, you know, entrepreneurs just it feels like I'm just trying to keep my head above water some days and I spend more time looking at the numbers and cash flow and you know so my worth gets put there because I'm my time is there and so I would just love to speak to some of the pain points that these people are experiencing so we feel a little less alone and then dive into how we can reframe them yeah i mean it's a few things so First, like if I were to just like really simplify it, right? Like how do we call in money? This it will be simple, not easy though, Krista. I'm gonna <laughs> right. So <laughs> they're very different. So we call in more money as a resource through like kind of two main ways. Like one, 
you have to vibrationally align to it. And there's like a whole process that we'll go through. And a couple of things you said, I'd like to like circle back to, right? And so you have to, right? Like, let's say you want to make $100,000 or a million dollars, billion dollars, whatever the amount is. The amount is actually irrelevant because there is like no magnitude in the universe, right? And so you have this amount of money that you want to make. And first, you just have to be the person who makes that amount of money, right? And for me, like I grew up in Detroit from my mother as a teenage mom. And like now I live like in San Francisco and one of the best, you know, zip codes in all of the United States, like in terms of wealth. And that shift, right, is just like believing, right? Like deeply, like I just got to the point where like there is almost nothing I will do where I'm not like my success is inevitable. And that's just it. And like you have, I this. say that's a quote that I say all the time. So you are my I soul say, sister, girlfriend. I I literally <laughs> say, "Here's to your inevitable success." I love it. And, and well, like, who, really but who that. is your? Are you, are you talking in the mirror? Like who is like here's? No, to- I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking to my clients when I say that. Oh, Christ. and so yeah. I, but I say it, and I do believe. Yes. I do believe in a very. In your like core. deep knowing in my soul bones way that my success is inevitable. Right. And so, and yet, well, let's talk about the and yet. Okay. So, so one, you want, you have to align with it. You just have to like know. But then two is you have to set it free. If you want so desperately to have anything, right? It's like trying to hold tightly to water in your fist or sand in your fist. It's just going to escape. They're like, right. So you cup it gently, right? You just like, no, what I know is even for me, it's like things that I put out into the universe and never come back to, they just like manifest so easily. I was saying to my husband at dinner last night, like I was going back and forth if I should order focaccia and literally like three seconds later, the server was like, the chef wanted to give you guys a free order of focaccia, right? And like, that's the universe saying, you are brilliant at this. You have to approach all things in this same manner, right? So if I were to be able to approach like a billion dollars, like I can focaccia, it's going to show up tomorrow, right? Because I, it just is. There's nothing in me that believes that it is separate from me. Nothing in me believes that it's not possible, right? And so those things just flow. And so that's kind of like the baseline. If you can do those two things, the things that get in our way of doing those two things are a couple of things. Like one is worth is intrinsic, right? So like, and oftentimes, right, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but especially as women, we kind of get into this space where like worth is kind of external to us. And so we are like thinking about how we show up in the world, what we look like, what jobs we have, what success we've had in the past. And and we are kind of like realigning our worth to that. And what I tell people all the time, if you show me your life, I'll show you what you think you're worthy of having, right? So it's very clear. And I invite people to be curious because sometimes like we have kind of this like global worth and you can be like, oh no, I think I'm worthy, right? But we have to get granular and say like, oh, like, Maybe I think I'm worthy of having a good life, 
but there's something in me that's precluding me from having these specific things that I've been on this journey for. And the first step is just like knowing that you are worthy of having every single one of your dreams, right? Like I always push back on this idea that we can't have it all. You can't have it all, but you can have everything that you desire. Because those desires are meant for you. That's why you have them, right? So if, if you have a goal of being a great mom, of being a really successful entrepreneur, and et cetera, et cetera, all of those things are meant for you. And then back to kind of like what you mentioned about your nervous system, right? So all of us have had in our lives like some level of strong emotional experiences that are dense. Many people experience trauma, either little T or big T trauma. And these are things that we must, we must work through. They preclude us from aligning with the highest version of ourselves. And we have to think about what is the origin of that feeling? How did I come to not feel safe? So when you're like, hey, money will help me to be more safe. I would challenge that. Money won't help you feel safe. Unfortunately, something happened to you, to whomever in their lives that caused them to not feel safe. And then there was a belief that was inserted there that said that feeling of not being safe will be satisfied by money. But I had a client the other day and she's been my client for quite some time. And we were doing a one-on-one call and she said, well, you've helped me like increase the amount of money I make. And now I make more money than I've ever made in my life, like three times more money than I've ever made in my life. And now I just need to like increase my savings because, you know, then I'll really feel safe. Right. And so you just keep moving the goal line because it's it's, not enough. It's it's never never going to be enough because that isn't the answer. The answer is to go back to that little girl who didn't feel safe and help her know that she is now safe. It was very real for her that she wasn't safe in those moments. It was very real. Like, even though like her family will probably say, no, we were always safe, but for whatever reason, she didn't feel safe. And so we honor that feeling in her and we help her to know that now she is very safe. And she needs to know that whether she has a dollar or a billion dollars, she's equally as safe. Because the money has nothing to do with her safety. And when you have those conversations with your inner child, with the other version of yourself, and you help to realize like why you weren't feeling safe, and then you talk to that version of yourself and say, oh, this is a different time. And we address it very head on. And I think there's other work we can do to like clear our nervous system that I'm like adamant about, but those are the things. And so then you realize that, okay, I can heal my nervous system. I am worthy of having this. I align with it and I let it go. And I know that my success is inevitable, right? I oftentimes teach people because I've heard you do this twice now, right? Like at the beginning, you said, I bring on guests just for my community and I want to make sure that they're happy. Like it, you are a very kind human, right? And I want you to turn all that kindness to yourself. Like all of these things that you're doing for other people to support them and telling your clients their success is inevitable, right? Like every day you've got to remind Krista like that you're there, right? Like talk to yourself like you talk to your friends. 
be there for yourself like you be like you're there for your friends and then when you show up for you and your business in that same way and hold that same space for yourself then you're going to start to see these shifts and they'll just come faster and faster and faster that's so beautiful and i think that's the work and they always say you know we we're here teaching what we're here to learn and so you know, whenever I'm preaching to my clients, it's like, this is because I need to learn this too. And we're all in this together. And, you know, one thing that was coming up for me as you were speaking is I was reading and am a big fan. He's been on the show many times of Gay Hendricks. And he speaks a lot about this idea of happiness and specifically in the big leap, it's about like how we're uncomfortable staying happy for like, long periods of time. And so that's something that comes up a lot for me is when I'm in flow, I was in energetic flow with money in the most abundant way. In the last month, I decided to lean in. I had a practice, like I paid off my business card, like the amount of money is just, and now I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. You know, it's like so hard to stay on the high And he talks all about this and says it much more eloquently, but it's like our brains are actually like wired to like only feel safe and comfortable being happy for such a short amount of time before we're starting to wonder, well, what's going to go wrong? Like, when is the low coming? When is the shoe going to drop again? And I find that to be so true for me. Like I almost don't even allow myself to celebrate because I'm already on to the next thing. And so one thing I've been really practicing is like, I hit this goal. This feels good. I have self-trust. I have self-love. I am capable, all of this stuff. Okay. Yay. And then it's like moving right along to the next thing, just like your client, you know, I'm making three times as much. Now I need a savings. Okay. I may, I paid this off. Now this is what I need to like refocus that energy on. And it's always something. It's always going to be something because I'm this high energy person. And so I've been working on transmuting that energy towards something new, towards happiness, towards peace. For me, the word peace equals happiness. Like when I can feel peace, that is really my definition. I know it's so different for many people, but how to really stay in that happiness vibration. Yeah. Is a question that I have because I, I think we, a lot of us can get there, but yes. how do we right. stay there without the fear? Right. And so this is why I oftentimes refer to that sentiment as excitement, right? Like you were excited mm. that you paid all that off. You were excited that you did that. And I like to differentiate the two because happiness isn't predicated on doing anything. It just <laughs> right, is. right, right. And so, and so, what I would offer to you is this idea that our brains are so incredibly powerful, right? And so, if we say, right, so we say our brain is created to only do this and only do that. No, we we create our brains. We create these neural pathways and we can recreate these neural pathways. We can rewire our brain. Like it is scientifically proven. Our brain is not actually only able to be in one way, but what we do is we falsely use our own experiences to prove 
our reality, even though our experiences were created by our brain. So what you did was say, oh, it's impossible to stay happy for a long time. And then you give me an example where you didn't stay happy for a long time. You said, so see, that was right. But all of that is the same thing. It's your brain that created that neural pathway, that created that experience, that had you come around, and then you use that very experience that you created to prove that that's the way the world works. But all it proves is how powerful you are, that you can have this belief about how the world works and then create it. And so if you were to shift that and rewire your brain to believe that you can have long-term sustained happiness, which is what I did, which is what I help other people do, then you can move to this new place. And then later you will come to me and you will say, oh, we're oftentimes wired this way because our parents were wired this way and our grandparents were wired this way and their grandparents were wired this way. And this is why humanity is wired this way, but it is not innately true. It doesn't have to be the case. And then you can shift. I always tell this story every podcast that I had a girlfriend who was like really worried about being sick. And I finally pulled her aside and I said, you're going to make yourself sick. You've got to like stop worrying so much about getting sick. And then a week later she calls me and she says, Brandy, you're never going to believe this, or you're probably going to laugh, but I'm sick. And so I said, see, I was right. And you know what she said? See, I was right. So we both thought from our own perspectives that we were right. So she got sick and she thought she was right to believe and to be worried about getting sick. And I know that I was right, that all her worrying about being sick inevitably caused her to be sick because that's how powerful the brain is. So we can't use our own brains to prove the world, because all we've created that whole entire reality. And so we have to step back and just say, I can get to this new place because my brain is very malleable. And these neural pathways are just things that I've repeated so often that I've made them true and I can make something else true. Mm, There it is. That's so beautiful. What is one thing for everyone that's now sitting on the other edge of their seat? Also, I just love how passionate you get about your work. I mean, you can see Brandy, she's just using her hands and like, you know, leaning forward. And that's how I get like, I just love my work and I love what I do and I love teaching it. And it's just so fun to like see that energy and reflected. It's beautiful. And what's one thing that we could all do, you know, today to just, Take one step towards this beautiful world and reality that you're describing for us. Like, how do we start? Yes. And this is going to be like very straightforward, but I have everyone start with this. Like, really, you just want to start by getting all the thoughts out of your head, right? So if every morning you can wake up and either set a timer or pick a number of pages, it can be anywhere from one to five pages or, you know, five to 15 minutes and just like dump your thoughts, right? Because our thinking brain can't be aligned with our intuition, right? So if you're like ruminating, the average human thinks 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of those thoughts are repetitive and 80% of those thoughts are negative. And so they're creating this loop, right? And so, but if you start- Throw in my postpartum OCD and you double that. You might, yeah, right? Because you're like thinking for two now. You're like, I'm worried about me. I'm worried about her. I'm worried about all of us. Like, And you know, if there's a broader family involved, like, so we've got all of these concerns. And so if you just start your morning and like data dump all of it onto the paper, 
like stream of consciousness and know that no one will read it. But if they do, it's fine. You don't have to feel shame about it, but just like let it go. And when I first started this practice, like many years ago, I would find that I would stop writing because I was just thinking. And I was like, girl, you are supposed to be getting these thoughts onto the paper. Right. And then, and it's such a juxtaposition then, because you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be writing my stream of consciousness, but I can't even write because I am so deep in the weeds of my thoughts. Right. And that's the first step to quieting your mind and aligning with your intuition is just getting it out. And I know you said one, but a bonus one that I love is really just having this beautiful gratitude practice, right? Trying to see all the good in the world and not like, and I mean, in the moment, right? So like when the focaccia comes, like, look at that guy who gives you the focaccia as though he just gave you like a check for a million bucks and just say like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then like, thank yourself. Say like, I'm tuning in even more, right? I am, I have even better alignment with my life because I can call something in in a millisecond, right? I want Fakasha. Fakasha is brought to me, right? And so you start to get to this space where you're recognizing how great life is because we recognize everything, right? Like if you're sitting around waiting for that other shoe to drop, then you're not being grateful for what you have right now because you're focused on the future. You're not living in the moment, right? And don't wait to the night to write down your what you're grateful for. You can do that as well. But in that moment, just take a beat and send out that love. And it's going to like start to open up your experience. I love a gratitude practice. Whenever one of us is like in a grumpy sort of self-deprecating mood, my husband and I will just say, what are three things you're grateful for? And we'll be like, no, like I don't want to do it, you know, because you know, it's going to shift your energy. And I, I constantly am reminding myself too. And I talk about a lot, you know, how it's a choice and I can choose to be self-deprecating today, or I can choose to like, you know, and it's a choice and we have that choice. And so I'm just so excited for people to hear this. Um, I feel like it was just a magical hour of just happy medicine and I would love to know your prayer for people who are hearing this or who come across your business, your world, hire you as a coach, listen to you speak, anyone who touches, you know, your world energetically, what is your prayer hope for them? Yeah, I think my prayer for humanity is really that we all have this deep understanding of just how powerful we are. We align with that power and that we like step into it for good, right? I always say that, you know, changing the world is an inside job. And so whatever we want the world to be, like, let's be it. Imagine a world of 8 billion happy people. So people can just step in their power and know that that power is good and that you don't need anyone else to change your life. You can change it just with yourself. Mm. I love the reminder of you've got the power. I think, you know, the best healers and leaders always remind us of our own power and make us feel more powerful in their presence. And so I can see why you're so successful doing this. What's exciting to you right now within your work and what you're creating and offering? Like if there was a call to action that you would be really excited for us all to take, like what's happening? What's next? What's on your heart? Well, every month on the first Monday of every month, I launch an online program, which is um, four weeks 
and it is called the joy blueprint. And it really is about kind of aligning with joy. What are the steps that we need to take? And it also includes, um, community call on every Wednesday. And so it just allows people to come and ask questions and check in. And like, we build this community around joy, but it's going to help you increase your happiness set point. So I'd love for people to find that on my website. And the other thing is if you go to www.brandymichelle.com front slash Krista, I've created a freebie for, for your community. Um, with some happiness tips. And so they can find that right there. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'll absolutely, I have some really fun, like side chats of people in my community. I'm witchy business. I have a marketing chat. So I'll also drop this episode and that um, link in there because I think they'll all just love this. And I'd love to talk to you again. I think there's so much here to unpack. We didn't get into your four beliefs. I just, I love your methodology because it's like bringing something that to me can feel very ungrounded and vague, very like practical and grounded and like easy to understand. And I'm just excited to follow you and be a part of your journey and just so grateful for you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Oh, Krista, thank you for having me. And thank you for saying that because that really was the goal to just simplify what has been overly like made overly feels like my shoulders have dropped a few inches. So as always, this was just medicine and to everyone listening. I know this was such a special episode. I feel these episodes are just getting so potent and right on time as always. So thanks for being on the journey with me. I'm so grateful. And until next time growing.